I'm delighted to welcome in this morning Jacob Lopez, UConn senior, who's become a leader in his hometown of Manchester even before he earns his undergraduate degree from UConn. He's working for diversity and inclusion in his hometown of Manchester. Jacob, good morning. Thank you for joining us today as you serve as the Diversity and Equity Inclusions Coordinator for Manchester's Recreation and Parks Department. What exactly does that role entail? Thank you for that introduction, Wayne. Um, so that role basically entails that I work for the Parks and Recreation Department, and my job is to make sure that our grassroots organizations and our programs that we provide to the town um, are equitable and accessible and as, as diverse as they can be to all of our, um, our citizens here in Manchester, honestly. What was the origin? It sounds to me like they created that position, and you're the first one to fill it. Correct, yes. So um, I remember I crossed paths with the position um, earlier in 2020, about a year ago uh, to this date. And, um, you know, they were looking for a a new hire for the town. Uh, They're doing a repurposing of a elementary school out here, the Mahoney Elementary School. So you applied for the job, you got the job, and then came the pandemic. Did that change your job description? Not necessarily, no. It just delayed the start date. Um, and it, in a way, it did change what work was immediate to do. So give me an example of what some of the things that you've been able to do in this position in Manchester. So to, to start off in June, um, when I started, um, it was right after the um, unfortunate and just horrific passing of uh, George Floyd. And our town, our graduate organizations, they wanted to speak up. They wanted to have a platform where they can vocalize. So um, we at the Parks and Rec were able to give them a platform over at the town hall so everybody could gather on the lawn. It was a huge turnout um, that first weekend there in June, um, and we were able to help them with that. Um, since then, some other graduate organizations have continued to organize throughout the town, make sure that their voice is heard. Um, behind the scenes, we've been working on some projects as well um, that we can't wait to roll out and hopefully that the public can see it uh, come this summer. You've been using Better Manchester, which is the town magazine, as a way to reach out to the community, and you wrote a story about Hispanic Heritage Month in the fall describing your experience as a Latino man. Tell me what some of the cogent points that you made in that article were. Yeah, so... I basically just wanted to speak on my experience as a Latino male. Um, I'm born Puerto Rican by two parents that come from Hartford and uh, New York. Um, and growing up, you know, my experience as a Puerto Rican, it didn't really resonate with me that I had to identify as a certain ethnicity. Um, and when I got to college, when I got to UConn, um, the Puerto Rican Latin American Cultural Center um, accepted me with open arms and allowed me to really dive more into my culture and make more friends, get more experience. And it was really eye-opening for me, and I appreciated that. So I wanted to dive into that in my article. Matter of fact, your mom is a UConn grad, isn't she? She is. She just graduated last year. And a couple of siblings as well? Yeah. So uh, the whole the whole family, my brother was the first to graduate, my sister after that, um, my mom, and then I will be joining the group uh, come this May. 
Now, your role in Manchester pertains to everything from race equity to equitable access to technology across different socioeconomic backgrounds, but yet you're a senior at UConn. Is this a matter of time management? How do you find time to have this job in Manchester while completing or continuing your studies as a UConn senior? It's a great question. So I know when I first applied for the job, I wanted to make sure that I had some great scheduling done so that way I could travel back and forth from the store's campus to, um, you know, Manchester and, and balance the two out. Um, but the pandemic happened, um, you know, everything started to lock down in March. So since then, school has gone completely virtual for me. So I just have to find the time in the day to log in on the computer, sit down in lectures, get homework done at night. Um, and luckily my staff over, my, my supervisors over at, uh, Parks and Rec Division, um, they have allowed me to have a very flexible schedule. So I can get homework done. I can be a part of meetings. We can stick to our agendas and, uh, you know, balance the two out pretty well. Isn't the goal at UConn in another week or so to go back to in-class learning, and will that involve you? I believe, yes. I believe at the end of the uh, the month they're going to open up to um, in-class, in-person uh, teaching. But I'm going to be staying all online because um, it's just the best for my schedule. Um, and plus, you know, living living in Manchester, it's only about a 20-minute commute, so... I haven't lived on campus my entire uh, four years. Jacob, what's your major, and what do you see yourself doing or hoping to do five or ten years down the road with this background? Yeah. Um, so my undergrad is going to be in urban and community studies. Um, right now I'm working as the diversity, equity, inclusion coordinator, and it's been great experience, an eye-opening experience. Um, and it's actually changed my career path a little bit. Um I intended to do urban planning uh, when I first entered the uh, the undergrad degree, um, but since doing this work in diversity and equity, I just see that it's it's so important and relevant. So I see myself building in that career. Um, maybe five, ten years down the line, we'll see if I'm still in Manchester. But I know that they uh, they want to be able to give me all the tools that I do need um, to succeed in wherever I am. Honestly. So urban and community studies major, give me an example of what some of the courses you take in that field, not just in your senior year, but maybe in some of the under uh, prior undergraduate years as well. Yeah, like some, uh, how do you call it, some of the requirements for the major um, would be like surveying um, so that way we know how to best appropriate go out with a um, with some questions get the appropriate answers, learn how to take notes, and gather the right data so that way we can collect that all for some demographic reports. Um, some other courses may have to do with urban politics and public policy, um, learning how laws affect certain towns and cities, learning how communities are affected directly by these choices. Um, there's a handful of uh, courses that we take in the undergrad career that um, – I'd love to take, honestly. I've, I've had a great time taking them. Your current role in Manchester, Diversity and Equity Inclusions Coordinator for the town's Recreation and Parks Department. How common is that in towns around the state and around the nation? I'm not aware of other towns that have a similar position. Quite honestly, I'm not either. Um, I know that 
our director over at Parks and Rec, uh, Chris Silver, he takes this, um, this kind of work very seriously. And he saw the opportunity to, um, allow somebody like myself to join the team with this type of role. Um, I mean, Manchester does have other diversity and equity roles, um, in the Board of Ed, you know, in the, uh, director's board, uh, but, um, for the Parks and Rec, it's a very unique position, um, but I think it's just as effective as every other position that Manchester has to offer in diversity and equity. Jacob, this position in Manchester, any course or classroom credit for what you're doing in Manchester right now? Not that I'm aware of, no. <laughs> if there's a way that um, that I can apply what I'm doing in Manchester to my, you know, my senior year coursework, um, that would be great. But um, I don't know of any tie right now that will allow me to get some credits. You mentioned earlier the George Floyd protest, and it was amazing that you just begin the job, you have a vision on where you're going to go, and then on your second or third day of work, you're already attending these mass movements in the town, trying to assist with programs or organizations that wanted to vocalize their thoughts or opinions. So give me some examples of that. How did that change your job, and what were some of the specific things you did to get involved in movements like that? Yeah, so the organizations, we we basically allow the the grassroots organizations to do what they feel is necessary. We just provide them the space. So coming in, um, we help them organize the location for where they can host this rally um, and then allowed to post on social media so that way there was some more, you know, advertisement and awareness. Um, we worked with the uh, police department so that way we could march through the town uh, streets end up on the other side of Manchester about a mile away from the town hall um, at the police station and allowed the people to speak more over there, gave them a platform over there as well. Um, so in terms of how hands-on the experience was, it was more of allowing the, the grassroots organizations to do what they had to do, and we just provided them all the tools that they needed. So... I wasn't necessarily on the stage crowd, but we allowed them to to do what they had to do, which was needed and important. Back me up to your years going to school in Manchester. Both your athletic prowess there, your musical prowess on the saxophone days in elementary and on to Manchester High School give you some direction, some desire to want to get involved in that field? Or where did this idea about urban and community studies first hit your radar? So, yeah, like reflecting on my younger years, it was never really um, in the picture as much as it is now. I, um, Whenever I could look for opportunities to help the community, I would do so, but it wasn't necessarily through a diversity and equity scope. Um I mean, I still enjoy music to this day, and, you know, um, when I do my songwriting, I try to use that lens within my lyrics. Um, but it came to me as an undergrad when I had a conversation with my uh, supervisor, Lynn, over at the uh, UConn-Hartford campus, and, um, you know, she was just giving me all the details about what this undergrad degree could become, um, and I started to, you know, agree what she was saying. I 
started to take some of the courses. I enjoyed it. Um, and the diversity and equity approach um, really was introduced with me within the past year. You know, I, I knew that there were so many options within the degree, um, and this was the one that stuck with me the most. And you developed a sense of community and leadership skills back in your Manchester high school days, and some of that had to do with your proximity of where you lived to Manchester High. Your house kind of became a, a melting pot for a lot of different people and cultures, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, my parents, you know, my dad, he went to culinary school, so he was always cooking. You know, some, some rice and beans always on the kitchen stove, and uh, everybody would come over, you know, we would have some dinners. We would make sure that any person that came in, if they were hungry, they were fed. Um, and of course the proximity, a lot of friends would be coming over. So, um, it was always a good time over at the house. <laughs> and you at UConn became part of the METAS, Mentoring, Educating, and Transforming to Achieve Success Group, and had a mentee. And you joined what I guess is pronounced BAIL, B-A-I-L-E, Bringing Awareness into Latino Ethnicities. Tell me about those two organizations. Yeah, so, um, as I mentioned before, PERLAC, the Puerto Rican Latin American Cultural Center at UConn, um, it's a great place to allow Latinx students like myself to um, to become involved, involved and evolve. Um, so I joined Baile first um, as a uh, social media chair, but also as an instructor because I love to dance. Um, I love salsa music, Latin music, cumbia you know, whatever it may be, reggaeton, we would always choose a different song throughout the weeks. Um, but it was great to, to have a place like that where we can gather all of our students, learn something about a culture, a song um, within, you know, a two-hour frame. And students would come in, you know, with two left feet at 6 o'clock, and by 8 o'clock they'd be able to dance an entire routine. So it was great to see their progression in that time. And lastly, Jacob, is part of your role to teach Latin American culture to non-Latinos or Latinas? It definitely would be a goal, yeah. As much as I can help with that, um, I want to be able to allow the people I interact with um, that don't know about the culture um, to educate them. You know, the Latin American population is one of the fastest growing in America, so it's our future that it would be very common in the U.S. to see that. So um, definitely, yeah. Well, Jacob, I salute you. I think it's a, a creative move that you've made, a unique move, and certainly a helpful move for the community, for not just the Manchester community, I think for the uh, Man for the Yukon community as well. Thanks for sharing your story with us this morning. Hey, thank you for having me, Wayne. I appreciate it. Jacob Lopez, UConn senior, who has become a leader in his hometown of Manchester even before he earns his undergraduate degree, Diversity and Equity Inclusions Coordinator for Manchester's Recreation and Parks Department. On 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.